The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode 23, with Elizabeth Pauls. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast, and today we have a great guest. Um, If you have not heard of her, you're definitely going to learn about her today. Uh, We have Elizabeth Pauls. Um, Elizabeth is a a TPI certified golf fitness professional, also in juniors as well. She's also a registered yoga teacher. She's super speed certified, and she has her bachelor's in kinesiology. And um, she's contributed to multiple uh, golfing magazines. She's the head of golf fitness for Golfers Magazine and a columnist for a magazine, I believe that's in the Netherlands, uh, National Golf Magazine. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Well, welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. Yep. Thank you for spending the time. Um why don't we just go right into it? But why don't you go ahead, give us, I gave some, gave some background on you a little bit, but uh, why don't you give us some idea of like how you kind of got to where you are today and, you know, working with golfers and, and performance. Yeah. um, I guess it all started on my own uh, journey as a uh, junior golfer. I started quite late. Um, when we when we moved as a family from Belgium, that that's where I was born, to Spain, to the south of Spain, and obviously there are so many courses over there. So my dad took me to one of the courses and took me to lessons and everything. Um, and then when I started golfing, I um, yeah developed um, quite uh, quite soon already. Um, a little bit of that you know um i wanted to get better at it but i didn't i didn't like golf at the beginning that much but um it helped once i met up with a coach who was from iceland and he was like he was a real viking you know uh he was he was super strong he was um, yeah, he was just big and he was already um, approaching the game. And I think that's why I connected with him that much. And um, in terms with, uh, with golf is that he approached the game um, already in such a new, innovative way at that time that nobody else did. You know, he was, he was lifting weights. He... Um, he, he was mindful of nutrition. He was, you know, always empowering me with a great mindset. And I think that just, um, yeah, that, that just really clicked for me because I was always, even before I started playing golf, I had such a, always been passionate about sports and movement and mind and, and how everything works together. So, um, yeah, that, that, that for me just clicked. So, uh, and then I started to dream about playing on the LPGA um, as a, you know, that was my big goal in life. Um, and in turn developed also a few physical setbacks, a few mental setbacks. And through that, I've discovered uh, literally the gym. 
as a young as a young girl and started to at the time lift some weights um uh, not the best way to do for golf um it wasn't but i i just went to the gym and i thought it was good and i felt you know uh i felt strong i gained confidence and um through that fast forward going to uh, deciding to study kinesiology i wanted to, you know i wanted to learn everything there was to know about the body training the body and then also specifically for golf going to canada to do that over there um everything just streamlined for me and it all happened then very organically where i was like okay it's golf thing i struggled with that um i'm learning so much about the body um about the human movement how to optimize training and yeah it just all came a little bit together started to connect with uh, jason glass um who was my mentor for a couple of years over there in vancouver um and he inspired me so much as well and he was the one like said you know you have to go do that tpi uh you know do tpi and i was like okay um so the tpi and then finished my degree and then i came back i mean came back i and then i decided to come to holland and start doing this you know start uh, helping golfers <laughs> so that's a little bit of, in a nutshell what the journey was like um yeah. yeah awesome so you're originally from belgium you moved to spain lived in canada for some time while you're in school yes how was how was working uh under jason um well for me it was um uh, was, yeah such a i almost say i would almost say like a life-changing experience because he was so positive and um he's you know he's about dream big over deliver that's his mantra and i i just like I had my my coach who at the beginning helped me with golf, seeing golf in a new light and bringing that physical, mental side um, to it. Yeah, that just for me uh, connects um, me to something bigger. And that's what I felt when I was working with Jason as well. You know, he had this vision of, of how he... Um, he saw golf, but also for for me, you know, um, and pushing pushing you, pushing me to go out of my comfort zone, to critically think, to um, yeah, push some limits, but also stay very close to myself. And uh, yeah, forever grateful for that. That's just yeah. been very positive, and most uh, staying in the Canadian theme very thankful since it's thanksgiving but yeah i'm just forever grateful for that because awesome. it's provided me some uh not only um not not just the uh, the golf and the fitness technical lessons but i would more say the human human lessons that i've learned the uh, yeah humans yeah the skills that i apply now still to this day that um yeah that doesn't that does not involve the technical side but just the uh, about the coaching and about um approaching people talking to people connecting with people yeah yeah that's amazing. Amazing. yeah 
Yeah. Jason's a pretty cool guy. I mean, I've only got to talk with him for a few days when I took TPI, but I mean, I've listened to his podcast and <laughs> I follow him on social media. He's just seems like a great guy. Yes. Yes, he is. So what made you land in Holland? Uh, for personal reasons, I, uh, I came to Holland um, and at that time I, I was already in the golf industry um, and I noticed that um, there was so much lacking here in Holland and maybe in Europe in general that no one was doing golf fitness you know i came from vancouver and every was everyone was doing yoga and you know the golf fitness it was so alive and so much happening and then i came here and i was like what what what, why is nobody doing this (laughs) so that just blew my mind it's um and that's i think where i started to develop that really mission that that mission to um first and foremost make it more accessible because i noticed that some of the players here in holland were doing it but they were um, professionals or like elite amateurs um, but not on a club level and definitely not at the junior level um, and neither at the senior level so yeah that's about it so i wanted to, to provide something more accessible to everyone and to show the whole community here that it's not just for the pros because I think that's one of the big misconceptions that um, that is slowly, slowly degrading now. But um, a lot of golfers believed um, that you know good quality training, specifically for golf, was only available and only necessary if you'd play professionally, which is not the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm somewhat in the same position as you. I just moved to Maine um, for personal reasons, to be closer to some family. And um, I wanted to start my own business. And I saw that there wasn't really anyone doing specifically golf fitness. And I think part of that has to do with because it's such a short season here. I mean, we're in the the Northeast if you're not uh, too familiar with where Maine is. And the season, I mean, is only six to seven months long before snow's on the ground for another five to six months. And um, I think that most people just don't even give it a thought. They know about it and they know that it exists, but no one else is really specifically doing it. And like you said, it just like blows my mind that no one here is necessarily doing that. So what kinds of, like, how has that been growing golf fitness and kind of golf performance in Holland where you're at, where no one was really doing it. And like you said before, people thought that it wasn't really a thing for them to do because they're not professional golfers. But like you said, that's slowly kind of going away, that kind of myth that that's not true and that it's for for anyone who definitely wants to improve their performance, whether that's, you know, on the course or off the course. Yeah, um, it's it's been a a long process and something I've learned from so much, uh, not only in terms of um, like how to help and drive the community forward, but also about myself uh, doing this as, you know, uh, leading it and and growing my business and and reaching um, the people. So 
I, I, I've, I've enjoyed that so much, but it was frustrating at the beginning because I was, you know, continuously hitting a brick in the wall. Like, uh, like I wasn't getting across uh, efficiently or um, people wouldn't be open to it yet. And um, yeah, also um, some regulations would be in place. And those people that had put it in place, they, they decided it was going to happen. And so, um, yeah, I, I actually literally drove to every golf club around and, you know, I asked them like, look, do you want to, uh, do you want to do something that I can give you the TPI screening? You know, we can go through, uh, some, some golf fitness exercises that are good for your swing. You know, I, I literally drove around the whole country, um, trying to, yeah, put out the message, trying to uh, make it accessible by me coming to them so they don't have to go anywhere else to no other gym. It was at the club. They could um, combine it after a round or before a round. Or... So um, that, that's how I started. And I also had the opportunity to start working with Golfers Magazine, who's, who I'm still working with for, yeah, um, now almost five years and you know that um i'm always bringing movements there in in a magazine that people can do and by also making it fun and accessible that's how i think people started to understand people started to be like oh hey this is something i could do even if it is just taking um you know two three movements before you hit a swing before you play around that that can already enhance and your performance but also decrease your chance of injuries yeah so, so it's so important to get people moving before around or even just to practice around and i see so many people like if i just go to the driving range just to practice myself and i see other people set up and they just they either grab like three clubs and swing with that and do that a few times really lack, you know, lackadaisically. And they're like, all right, well, I'm ready to, ready to start going. And I always feel like the weird person who's like doing a lunge with rotation and doing all these other movements. And I'm like, this is, this is what's going to get you ready. And yeah. And, and this is another thing that I, I think I, um, uh, I've been able to help move, at least here in Holland and Belgium, a little bit forward is by hopefully uh, inspiring a new new culture, because this old-fashioned culture of oh doing something different on the range than a golf swing is awkward, is you know is weird. It's still there, but yeah. and and a lot of golfers um, do feel awkward doing that. So um, if I go tell my, my golfers and my community, like, uh, do these stretches on the driving range and um, it's all weird and they have to be on the ground and they have to do, you know, place their hands on the ground. They're never going to do it because right. it's too awkward. It's too much out there. Um, so I try to provide here, um, yeah, for like, for example, in the warming up, something that's accessible, something that not only helps their body, but also makes them feel good about it. 
you know and i think that is a key in driving this game more forward is um welcoming a new movement on the range which isn't the golf swing but that's still a little bit you know where the golfer feels like okay look this is not too weird maybe people are a little bit looking but i'm still fine you know i'm still a little bit in that comfort zone here so you're reaching that boundary between um too awkward and too out there and they're never going to do it because it makes them yet feel too uncomfortable into look I need this for my body. I they know that that it's important, but I'm still within acceptable norms of this old-fashioned culture. Yeah, yeah, that's the. I think that's perfect. That what you're doing because when I see some things that I've seen on the internet and have people like bring a yoga mat or have them get down on the ground, I'm like, no one's going to do that. Like, I don't want to go to the driving range and do that at all. And I don't think any other golfers going to want to do that either so the likelihood that they're going to warm up that way is probably pretty low um, but i think what you're saying you know giving them something accessible that makes them feel good and hopefully they continue to add that into the routine not only for practice and for a round that it becomes normal and that they you know they feel weird starting around or practice without not, you know not doing that yeah, exactly. And I, I did miss you there for a small okay. bit. Uh, my Wi-Fi just turned uh -huh. up. Uh, um, I was just saying that I think, you know, what you're doing is great because I've seen people suggest having people like get down on the ground and do different things. And like I was saying like, I don't want to do that when I'm at the driving range or anything. There's no way that I'm going to get someone else to do that either. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awkward. Yeah, and I think especially for, you know, teachers and aspiring coaches, you know, in this field, I think you've got to be able to place yourself in that position as well. Um, if you're not feeling comfortable doing that yourself, no way um, your clients are going to, you know, are going to feel it. And um, I think that's, even though you can have the best, you know, I have the best warming up routine where you're on the floor with the FMT bands, with the foam roller, with everything, that's the best. And if you could do that and you live two minutes away from the club or you're willing to do that in the changing room, by all means, go ahead. But um, there's, yeah, no, um, yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not effective if you have that kind of great warming up routine and you're not comfortable doing it out on the range. Right. Um, and I think it's, it's also different because in the professional world, the players, they warm up in they're in the gym and they, you know, they get access to the gym 24 seven and then they do a hundred meter walk and then they're out on the first tee or on the driving yeah. range. And yeah. we have to do it differently as recreative golfers yep. so um, what i what i love about this journey and about this creating that change in the community is really um yeah developing practices that they can actually commit to and actually make them feel good as well both physically and uh, emotionally perfect now you do something else um that 
I don't think a lot of people do in terms of like our field. Um, but that is yoga. You teach yoga and I'm sure that you incorporate it into your routines for golfers, especially if they enjoy it or if you think it would be beneficial. And I know a lot of people have heard that yoga would probably be really good for them because it, you know, makes you more flexible and give you more mobility. And that's what a lot of people think that they need for golf. So how do you go about kind of combining, you know, your normal fitness and also yoga for your golfers? Um, the way I combine it is that within like, let's say within one of my sessions, um, I could apply different kind of methods and that could be yoga, vinyasa or yin inspired, or it could be TPI correctives. It could be super speed. It could be, uh, heavy lifting, Olympic lifting. It could be strengthening, um, it could be any of those uh, and even more or a combination. And that's how I go about, but I try to see what's necessary in that moment. So for me within, if I coach one-on-one, it's always looking at what's present in a situation and where do we want to move towards and what's the big goal um, that we have set and what do we need right now in a session? Do we need, um, maybe it's, it's yoga, but I won't, you know, I'll, I'll start and, Maybe I'll do five minutes of yoga and then move to Olympic lifting or okay. end with, or start Olympic lifting and end with yoga. But it's, it's not that I say, okay, now we're doing yoga and now mm-hmm. we're, you know, it's not chop, chop, chop. It's like mm-hmm. one fluid yeah. um, whole practice that we do and whatever that's necessary, that's what I incorporate. But with it, with, for, for yoga, I would say uh, golfers um, can already start doing yoga but they think they have to um do it in a way like stretch really far and that's yoga but just taking a moment to breathe to feel your body that is also yoga so it's not about these complicated stretches and about these uh movements and acrobatic style uh things which i always i i stay away from because i don't that's gymnastics that's acrobatics gymnastics the yoga is about connecting with your own body and your own mind and by um taking a moment just to fully inhale and take a deep breath in and then relax the shoulders taking a full deep breath out that's already practicing yoga what um for anyone who's listening even myself i think i know (laughs) sort of but like what there's different types of yoga and you kind of mentioned vinyasa and yin. What, what are kind of the differences between those and what, you know, what is like vinyasa yoga and what is yin yoga? Uh, the way you can see it, it's uh, separated in two uh, ways. One is more, I call it the yin uh, practice, yin energy and the yang um yin really works on connective tissue on restoring the parasympathetic nervous system and what that does it really uh, enhances recovery calms the mind um relaxes the body the muscles it's it's about um yeah just really slowing down kind of shifting gears and (laughs) really 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 slow down and that's not always super easy for the mind you know i i i I didn't like yin yoga at the beginning because i've been so active my whole life that yin that uh yeah 
that yin type yoga was very confronting and very um uh yeah in my face because i had to deal with my my mind my head <laughs> all the thoughts that i've had but so that's the yin uh which is really good for uh like i said connective tissue also the flexibility um and relaxing then you have the vinyasa vinyasa is yang inspired which has a more fire more um more uh, um, awakening energy so it's about um, creating more flow it's good for the cardiovascular system your muscles strengthening the uh, yeah the connecting with between the movement and the breath that that's what it does but like for me um, Olympic lifting is also a part of I also view it as um, as vinyasa as yang uh, energy because you also have to connect your breath with the movement um, yeah so it's the way I see it, the both these types of energies um, and methods yeah it's not just yoga in yoga like for example, I would I would say uh, a driver for me is that vinyasa, that energizing, that boosting of the sympathetic nervous system, maybe a little bit of adrenaline. That's your driver, you know. That's mm -hmm. where we come back to the vinyasa, and then you have the putting, where it's yin, where it's smooth, where it's very gentle, where you can't have, you know, where your mind, you know, has to your thoughts actually has to um, have to be a little bit calm down enable and you know to be able to do a smooth stroke so that's how i view it and that's yeah. how i see movement in general cool that's how I, I mean i was just thinking it sounds like what i knew vinyasa is that it it's a flowing kind of movement where you go from one i guess particular move to another move without kind of resting for the most part i guess you want to say and to me the way that you're describing it almost sounds like you would want to maybe use that for more of like your warm up, And whereas like yin would be more of like a cooling down kind of like you were saying, like recovery, like if you had just a recovery day or it's like the end of your workout and you want to kind of calm your nervous system down, get it to relax a little bit from all the ramping up that you just did. That's just basically what I, how I just looked at it for the most part. Yeah. And that's great because that enables you to uh, switch and play and, um, strengthen the connection between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system and neither one or the other is more important but there's there needs to be a balance and it's super essential because for golfers especially um, they're most of golfers are unconsciously a little bit triggered too much into the sympathetic nervous system so a lot of thoughts a lot of frustration build up around the, around the, the, the round you know not being able maybe not hitting the bad bad shots or that just builds up frustration and tension and that in turn um, activates that sympathetic nervous system which creates a whole other um, yeah uh, signals into the body tight muscles uh, tense jaw um, and then try to make a fluid, one-sided, rotational, explosive motion like the golf swing. It's never going to happen. 
So to be able to um, distinguish and come back to that parasympathetic, parasympathetic you know, state is super essential as a golfer because then you can start to um, relax the breath, um, relax your muscles, and from there you'll be able to make a more fluid motion in turn increasing you know your performance uh lowering your score but also uh, decreasing the chances of injuries yeah we've we've talked before not you and i but with me and someone else on the podcast of like how important your breath is in terms of getting your body to relax and just helping you clear your mind is that something i'm pretty sure that you do some mindset kind of coaching with people um is that something that you incorporate when you're doing yoga um, with your clients or maybe you're just doing mindset stuff when it has to come around your breath, but kind of going that into that a little bit more, if you don't mind? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, it's, it's something I definitely incorporate um, both during uh, physical, you know, during my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions or even on just, you know, a mindset coaching session. So the mindset part is, all, is always present because for me, it's always present as a person. Uh, for whatever I'm doing, I'm always mindful of, you know, what thoughts or um, how, I, how can I create a little bit more balance? Does it feel right for me? So I naturally incorporate it into my, my coaching. And um, I would say, yes, the the foundation is becoming um, more aware of your breathing, the breathing patterns of trying to um, observe a little bit how your breath feels at that moment in time. Because from there, you'll be able to take different actions, you know. Um, and that's, that's from a physical standpoint that, you know, slowing the breath down, um, Maybe deepening the breath a little bit that can already lower the expectations someone has. It can already gain some confidence into the body. The body naturally starts to replenish itself just by doing that. And um, from there, you'll start to create a little bit more open mind. You know, you get maybe a little bit more clarity into the millions of thoughts that you have. Um, and then from a cognitive standpoint, it's, I think, also important to investigate maybe some limiting beliefs that you have, um, some conditioning that's going on, which, yeah, don't uh, allow you to experience what you want to experience um, and to be mindful of those. So, um yeah, I think th those are the two ways that I practice the mindset in um, both physically and mentally, because both in a physical but cognitive side, because you can't separate the body from the mind. And by, you know, taking the focus onto the body, you could always already improve the mind. Also, by improving some mindset, you know, tackling those limiting beliefs. Um, really going into those will also in turn help the body at certain points in time. Yeah. Do you um, have people 
or give people specific things to work on, maybe not even just when they're golfing or necessarily working out because when you um, say you just get stressed at work or whatever it may be, do you give them like specific exercises in terms of breathing so they can start to like um, practice that technique? Because if you only practice it when you're golfing, which, you know, for most of us is never enough, um, it's, you know, you may not notice how well it works, but when, you know, you get stressed at home or at life or, you know, at work when you're not golfing and you put that into practice, the more that you do it, the more effective it's going to be too, right? Absolutely. Uh, I always say you want to be prepared to um, yeah, not talk yourself out of greatness in the moments that it matters the most, which are usually on the course. So you've got to, you know, take a step back and really ingrain some new patterns. And the way I go about this is during my uh, during my one-on-one sessions, but also during my golf yoga retreat, I really try to inst- install new um yeah new ways and new habits new patterns into the the body of my clients by by applying certain um routines by structuring the setting in a certain way so you really start to ingrain those new feelings and um, from there, it's easier one then to continue doing that. So an example is that I always put the same kind of music into the session at the beginning, for example, or at the end. And that creates already the same um, yeah, reaction in the body that you want to experience. So um, from that, uh the basic underlying exercise i always give is also meditation because that's where it starts at just like a good training a good uh, golf round starts with a warming up so does the mindset and the mental um results they always start with the basics and it's meditation just sitting by yourself um and breathe, you know, observing the patterns that are going on in the body, you know, observing the physical sensations that go on. And I have a, a whole, um, yeah, bunch of resources that I give to my clients that they can practice easily. I have the, I have my own meditations that I send them to. And they also, they, they always tell me, I listen to it before I go out on the course. And that just, yeah, just makes me really happy um, because that makes it that, They've practiced it at home, but then when they're out on the course, they bring that same feeling from home back out on the course, and that's what you need. You make it. You have to make it easy for yourself to, um, yeah, to keep experiencing um, that calmer feeling or more confident or more clarity, whatever it is that you want to have more of, or maybe want to let go of. Yeah, no, I think all of that kind of goes back to somewhat of a routine, right? Just like when someone has a pre-shot routine, um, just being able to create that state that you want to be in, whether that's relaxed or somewhat amped up, whatever helps you as a golfer to perform. um, I think that's huge. Just to be um, a little bit of a devil's advocate here, 
I'm sure you probably run into this, but like what happens when you come across someone who says that they've tried meditation and it doesn't work for them or they just can't seem to get into that meditative state? Because I know it's not easy to just kind of technically like true meditation is like be able to just shut off everything in your head and stop thinking about things, which um, is not the easiest thing to do. Uh, at all but what do you do when someone approaches you with that kind of thought or kind of statement um yeah it's funny because i used to think like that <laughs> uh, i used to never be able to sit still for one minute um so i totally understand how that feels but um one important element is to is to try to understand uh, what kind of meditation they have tried, um, how they've tried it, if they've tried it one time, uh, and and how that one time went. Um, so trying to, yeah, understand that experience, where that experience and where that belief comes from is important. Not only for me as a coach, but also for them, because it will allow them to be more open minded and to. Um, stay a little bit more open-minded in the practice that has to come. Um, the reason, also the reason why they want to meditate, because that's important for the motivation to try it again, to try it anew. Um, and um, I would, I, I would actually never start with meditating uh, firstly with them. Um, because what I see happening a lot, why that's, why, why that is, you know, frequently happening uh, is because people sit down, they've had a busy day, they sit down, they try to meditate and they're like, okay, now I'm going to meditate and close their eyes and they don't want to move and they have this belief that you, yeah, you can't have any thoughts. And that creates such a backlash because you're, um, it's, it's, it's too much for the body and the mind to handle. So first and foremost, it's important to get into the body and by getting into the body is by doing movement so always start with movement and that's essentially why yoga was invented is uh, to get into the body to move the body in preparation for meditation because it's really really hard if you go from that full cluttered mindset to a state of presence and you know calm being <laughs> i can't do that I have to get my body moving first. So uh, whether it's running, whether it's just lifting some weights, uh, maybe also a cold shower, but get into movement. That's the first action step actually before meditation. So again, that preparation, just like in taking, doing a golf swing is essential. If you want to have, you know, a more, better experience into the meditation um so yeah and then already there's a huge relief because once the energy is released throughout the body uh, in an efficient way then the meditation becomes a lot easier it's much easier to process because then um yeah, you're already into the body, you're already feeling much more what's happening in the body and not being so distracted by these thoughts. So again, it's about observing where's, where are you at when you start to meditate? Are you in a sympathetic uh, state where you're active? You know, are you in a stressful state or are you in a parasympathetic state? So 
um, being mindful of that helps as well. And um, I do a lot of active meditations too with my clients. So that means they are moving the body while we are doing a specific meditation. And to begin with meditation, I think that's beautiful. That's awesome. That makes so much sense to me now that you just explained <laughs> it that way, that like you should move first before you start meditating. Because, um, yeah, that'll help kind of, I would assume, just kind of decrease a lot of those like stressful thoughts that you said, like going from a long day of just all these things running through your head and then going from like 100 miles per hour down to zero is really hard um, and probably almost impossible. So being able to like slow down, progressively through movement that just makes so much more sense now to me that makes that's yeah so clear oh, nice 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 and the other thing i would say is um what what helps me and i think uh yeah my my clients as well is to to know that the um, result of meditation um will always be there whether you did it right or whether you did it wrong or whether it went well or it didn't went well, there will always be some kind of ripple effect going into your life, going into your breathing, going into your game. It will always be there. Even if you didn't feel like, oh, I had this great meditation, you know, I was so in there and I was so in the zone. Um, even if you were in there, the effects still yeah. happen. The brain, um, yeah, still um, processes that time that you've given it. So I think that helps a lot with the motivation. If you feel, if you felt like you're stuck at some point with it, it's 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 okay, and it's also okay to try different types of meditation. It's um, sometimes. The meditation is, you know, it could be a walking meditation where you just really zone in to the movement and uh, to the to the birds that you hear. And even if it's that, if even if it's between uh, your drive and your next shot, that could also be a meditation. Yeah, yeah, that, that's perfect. Um, why don't we talk about? You have something big that you've. I don't know how many years you've done this, but you've done uh, this golf yoga retreat. I only know a little bit about it from your posts on social media, but it seems pretty awesome. It seems like you go to the same spot in Spain every year and you have a small group of uh, golfers and just tell everyone a little bit more about it because it seems pretty awesome and uh, I'd love for more people to learn about it. <laughs> it is awesome. It's one of my favorite weeks uh, in the whole year. Um, it's a week with me as, um, where I take you along a journey of learning to relax, but also learning to use intensity in the right way and connecting both connecting the body, the mind and the game. So in that sense, we integrate everything and we start every morning with movement sessions or, act, or active meditation. But everything that we do um, leads up towards and, and brings effect into your game as well. So it's not just about, oh, we do yoga in the morning and then we go play golf in the afternoon. We do the yoga, which... Um, creates an effect for your mind, um, for your nervous system, but also keeping in mind the golf swing. 
so that's what I really try to connect, you know, that you're not just here on your mat, but you really um, take everything, what we've practiced on the yoga mat. And actually we do that not on the yoga mat, we do that out on the, on the beach in the nature uh, with the sunrise coming up. It's so beautiful. And then we take that uh, onto the course. And in the course, I give them exercises as well uh, where they can work on. And um, it's, it's a whole transformational week where um, you learn to restore the body. You learn to work the body in an efficient way for golf. Uh, with like-minded people and um, where you can also um, get a little bit more back in touch with yourself. So I really aim to bring back balance into your, into your life, not just on the course. And it's obviously a very beautiful uh, extra uh, yeah, thing when you can also experience it in your life, not also on the course, but uh, it's it's one of a kind. I think um, it, it, the way I structured it and the way I programmed it is something I wished I could invest in when I was younger and someone that was there for me and understood how to train, uh, how the body works, how the mind works, what's happened, what you need on the course. Um, and I've basically put that all together in a week um, where it's not just, it's not a boot camp. It's, it's not a yoga week. It's not a golf social week either. It's, it's really about you, you know, the, 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 the participant and, and you learning to understand your body and yeah, bringing your body back to balance. Um, and I think it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, it's a beautiful week. We're also transformational on both a personal level for some, and obviously in the game way for for all of them, but on a personal level too. And I think that's that just bridges the gap from everything that's been done before. And yeah, all of our practices, all of our meta methods are just are you know they're all science based and i've just put them together in the way i feel there is this right connection and this right uh buoyancy between active the young and the down the relaxing the yin and that's basically it that week is is that you know creation that i've <laughs> developed the beautiful side of spain so uh, but we fingers crossed for this uh, 2021 of course uh, with all the borders here and uh, mm. it's yeah I could easily talk and talk and talk and talk about this uh, this event and it's it's a training week you know I, I organize it myself I coach it myself um, I'm there on the course with them and it's a small group and it's very personal and intimate in um, in a sense that yeah when you when you practice some yoga and some meditation for a few days a lot of baggage sometimes comes up and it's yeah. normal and that's good and it's also a lot of it that happens during the week there's a lot of release old baggage and old stuff that gets you know that just doesn't serve them any longer and that's um beautiful i think yeah i think that's great not only you know are you able to transform you know your golf game hopefully but also just personal personal things that you've maybe been holding on to or, or anything along those lines um i think that's huge 
for anyone really. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, something I'm very grateful for that I can offer, that I can um, create, and um, yeah, also create that yeah kind of unique and special um, uh, energy within the group to be able to make it very safe um, yeah. emotionally as well to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm inspired to, like I said, to, to take this game to a new level. And I think the week is something that just, yeah, is out of, that's never been done before. And, um, but that delivers the result that people want, uh, right now, especially in times like times like we're in today. Yeah. It sounds amazing. People yeah. get on it. I don't know if, hopefully, do you get uh, many Americans to go or not really? I haven't got any uh, Americans yet uh, from Europe. They were most of all, um, but who knows? Yeah. You know? yeah. I, we'll I, I honestly want, want to do a, do a hoster retreat, hopefully, in the, in the States, whenever this is all, all this is over. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Spain for me is also my second home because I grew up there. So it's, it's, uh, it helps me a lot to, you know, I, I just completely, um, I know everything there and that's also a part of where I can, yeah. Um, where, why I enjoy the retreat there that much because, um, I, w I was there basically 15 years ago doing yoga, doing some sprints on the beach when I, when it was sunrise and now I'm doing it with a whole group and just, you know, that, that's just mind blowing. So, yeah. um, yeah, well, I'll make sure that I, uh, link it up in the show notes for sure. But yeah, people, if you haven't seen where this is at, it looks beautiful. The pictures that I've seen <laughs> of it, just being there looks amazing let alone everything else that you're going to go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely both. Um, absolutely through. It's, it's such a transformative experience. Awesome. Well, I told you you have some fun questions here. At the okay, cool. <laughs> um, first one is what, what is your favorite golf course that you've ever played? Um, it's Las Colinas. It's the course where we yeah, host a yeah. retreat. That's my favorite. Yeah. And okay. okay, no, no, no. And also, uh, Nordweg is here in Holland. I love it so much. I, I played, it's, um, uh, near the North sea here in Holland. And, uh, okay. Those two are my favorite okay. ones. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Second question is, um, it's your second shot on a par five and you have a risky approach shot to the green. Are you going for it or are you laying up? Um, I'd, I'd probably lay up. Yeah. yeah. The way my okay. game is right now, I'd, uh, I, yeah, I, I'd lay up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the last question is you're going to go out for a round. Who is in your dream foursome? My dream foursome. Um, I'd probably be, uh, Sandra Gall. She's a good friend of mine. Um, one of my junior girls that I coach, um, 
my dad and uh rory mcroy i know there were five but then i'll 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 just walk i'll just walk i just want to watch them play (laughs) and then i'll I'll just walk and that would be my 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 dream yeah (laughs) (laughs) very good um before we get to the last thing here where can people get in contact with you if they want to chat with you work with you get learn more about the golf yoga retreat all of those things um i think the easiest way find me on instagram lp.golf.performance um and just send me a dm um also on my website lpgolfperformance.nl all of the links my contact is my contact sheet is in up there um and golfyogaretreat.com okay i'll get those all linked up um (laughs) so anyone can access those easily and uh any last words of wisdom or advice for anyone uh regarding you know golf performance golf fitness yoga meditation whatever whatever you want it to be on doesn't matter hmm let me feel let me tune in um yeah it's you know start 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 by breathing all begins there and it all ends there for for all of us but by just taking a few conscious breaths you are already doing your your body your health your your mindset and your game a huge favor um and that that is it don't you don't have to make it complicated to be to be it effective perfect the basics and the simple things work. Absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. All right, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking your time today to speak with me and be in the ears of everyone else. Uh, <laughs> but thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. I had a great time chatting with Elizabeth. Hopefully you had a wonderful time listening and you learned more about how to improve your golf game and your life. Uh, Again, if you have any questions or want to work with Elizabeth or want to get more information on the Golf Yoga Retreat, I have linked up uh, the contacts for Elizabeth in the show notes. That includes her Instagram, her Twitter, and also her website where you can get all that information and also just chat with her. But thank you again for taking the time out of your day to download and to listen to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. If you guys haven't done so, please share this episode or share any other episode with anyone else that you may think would benefit from these podcast episodes. Again, the more people that we can reach, the healthier that people can get and the better that their golf game can be. If you haven't also done so, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast that just helps us get found by more people when people search for the podcast and i would truly appreciate that but let's officially wrap this episode up keep working hard keep striving for excellence in everything that you do because when you feel great you golf great